Welcome to Chip Chat, an interview series that connects you with technology experts around the issues that industry is focused on today. And now your host, Allison Klein. Welcome to Chip Chat. My name is Allison Klein. Today, I'm delighted to be joined by Carlos Morales, General Manager of the AI Software Group at Intel. Welcome, Carlos. Hi. Excited to be on. So, Carlos, we've had a number of AI guests on the program in the past, but this is the first time that you've been on Chip Chat. Can you tell me about your role at Intel as the GM of AI Software Group and your background in this space? Sure. So, AIPG, the AI Products Group, is broken into several vertical organizations. One is focused on the training accelerator, the NNPT. One is focused on the inference accelerator, the NNPI. And then there's a software organization. And so that's the group that I run. It is responsible for all the software that is common across both of those products, all the way up to the top of the stack, all the way from where the hardware-specific code stops, the drivers and some compilers, through the cloud, so enabling these things on the cloud. Before Intel, I worked at Nirvana, and we were acquired two and a half, three years ago. And before that, I worked at Cisco. So I was at Cisco for a very long time as one of their software architects. Now, you uh, recently spoke at O'Reilly 2019 about a new innovation from Intel called Nauta. Tell me about Nauta and what that fulfills within the AI software landscape. So Nauta is something that we've been working on in some fashion or other for two or three years now. The first generation of that was the Nirvana Cloud. Back before the acquisition, the way that we exposed our technology to the world was via a cloud application. And our goal back then was to have this black box where you sent in a model we did all the magic stuff you had to do to train the model. We managed your data for you, and then we gave you back a train model. For various technical reasons, that didn't quite work out. It turns out that you don't want a black box. You know, Data scientists want to get their hands dirty, tweaking a lot of different things inside the black box. So we started again. We called this second thing Nauta. It's a Latin word. It stands for sailor in Latin. And we picked that because all these applications have a nautical theme all applications that run on Kubernetes, which stands for Helmsman in Greek. So it all kind of fits together. So about a year and a half ago is when we started working on this new generation. We scrapped everything except our learnings. So Nauta is built from the ground up. It is cloud native, meaning that it is intended to run on Kubernetes. And it's a way for data scientists and their teams to come up to seed very quickly in terms of how you set up your environment. Turns out, data scientists aren't interested in doing server maintenance and orchestrating systems and so on. They want to do data science. And so we abstract all that hard work away, and we collected over the last three or four years the best practices for doing that and put them in one software package. Now, I know that you made a lot of design decisions with Nauta. You decided to deliver as a distributed environment. You decided to build on Kubernetes. Why did you make these decisions, and why are they so important in terms of what data scientists can actually deliver with Nauta? There's two parts to that question. One, it has to do with distribution. When you run a model on multiple servers, it's actually pretty difficult to set up. Once you have it set up, it's easy and it scales well and you get cool results. 
But getting it, that first run to go quickly and use your networking efficiently and set up all your parameters correctly is hard. So that's one of those best practices that we captured in Nata. And it's more important for Intel than it is for our competitors because it turns out that when you have accelerators ready to go, you don't have to distribute across servers all that often. But when you want to run a very large job on Xeons, for example, you do have to cross server. So, for example, Nauta is fine-tuned to run across 16 Xeon servers, meaning that you can use all those 16 servers quickly and efficiently. Those are expensive. So the other side to Nauta is making it easy for multiple users to share those. And often what you see in data science groups is the equivalent of a clipboard. People say, it's my turn to use this very expensive box from this hour to this hour. And I kid you not, I've seen some paper clipboards. So the other side of the software package is that you allow very efficient, very easy sharing of this expensive resource across large teams. In terms of design decisions around Kubernetes, you know, we've been observing this happen for about five years, almost since the beginning of uh, the expansion of the deep learning world. A lot of the early players, Google, OpenAI, Element AI, Clarify, use Kubernetes first. Kubernetes was not well suited to AI, but they started putting extensions and modifying Kubernetes to make it work better. And basically, when you take a look at what Nauta is, it's capturing, again, those best practices of things that Google put into place and so on in one easy-to-install, easy-to-deploy software package. Now, you've also integrated a number of open-source capabilities into the software, Jupyter Notebook Access, optimizations for TensorFlow and TensorBoard. Why was there such a focus on open source in this, and why are these important? So, yeah, that was one of our design principles. Don't write anything that already exists. It's very important from two points of view. One is that we hope that this becomes a community-supported product, and it, so it has to be designed as open source from day one. And two, open source is ingrained. It's just a fundamental part of the AI ecosystem. If you want a project to fail, one sure way to do it is to not make it open source. So this product was made from day one to be open source. We didn't put any special IP in it. And then we also make sure that we leverage tools where they exist. So, for example, you mentioned the optimized TensorFlow images. Those are, of course, open source, but they're open source by Intel. I mean, Intel is the company that takes TensorFlow, which is a large open source project, and writes optimizations so that TensorFlow runs well on Intel architecture. So all we did was take that stuff that our sister group was open sourcing and pulled it right back into Nata. Why invent it twice? Another interesting thing is that Dell has come out to be a lead proponent of Nauta with their Ready Solutions for AI program. Tell me about the collaboration there and why this is so critical to growing industry support for Nauta. Yeah, that's a really interesting one. When you do a survey of deep learning appliances, if you want to call it that, the Ready Solution is not strictly an appliance, but it's in that category. There aren't many that are the full package. When you look at our competitors, they give you just a little bit more than bare metal plus a little bit of software. So maybe a way to download containers and run containers. And so this is a really interesting experiment that Intel and Dell explored jointly. We were putting a full stack, it's a turnkey solution. You can go to Dell's website, click one button, you get everything, you get all the hardware, you get the cables, which surprisingly enough, when you're buying 16 servers and wiring them together, these little details are really complicated to get together. You get the software pre-installed, 
you get support. So one of the other interesting things that we did was figure out how we do commercial quality support for software products inside of Intel. This is another experiment. Can we, if this thing explodes and we get 10,000 customers, can we scale to support those 10,000 customers? So it's been innovative in both the technology front and the business front. So then where does this team go next with Nauta? So there's a couple of directions that this is going. One is there is another large project in the same space as Nauta. It's called Kubeflow. It's open source. It's sponsored by Google mostly, but there's a lot of contributors. And it's completely cross-compatible with Nauta. In fact, Nauta has some of the open source components that we mentioned come from the Kubeflow community. So in terms of technical development, I see an alignment of Nauta, which is more about the user experience, the readiness of the software package to support commercial deployments. It will align and continue to suck features in from Kubeflow. So a couple of releases from now, we're planning to pull in Kubeflow's major feature, ML pipelines. And the other direction is what hardware does this belong on? This distribution problem that we talked about for Xeons is going to continue to exist when we start selling the NNPT because that product is designed to scale out massively. You can run one on one server, but at least 32 across four servers is our design point, and there's nothing to prevent you. I mean, there's probably physical things to prevent you, but you can go into the hundreds or even thousands in the single cluster. And so software to manage that and make it easy for our end customers to do that where they've never done that before is going to be more critical. And Nauta will play a role in that. That's very exciting. Well, Carlos, thank you so much for the time today. It's a real pleasure. I can't wait to have you back on the program. Thank you. And thanks for the opportunity to talk about my favorite toy. I mean, serious project. <laughs> Visit ChipChat online at intel.com slash chipchat. And for more information on data center technologies, visit intel.com slash big data, intel.com slash cloud, and intel.com slash data center optimization. 